You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and my friend here, as ever, Robbie Earl. And in this podcast, we'll react to the games from Sunday and Monday from week two of the Premier League. But before we get started, Rob, we always ask our listeners to rate and review the show, and we read out the best ones on our next podcast. We've got a really good one here from Paul Rizdal that, that writes to say, I started refereeing soccer a couple of years ago. I decided in order to better understand the game, I needed to start following the Premier League. My first match was Chelsea versus Liverpool in September of 2016. I began watching thinking I would support Chelsea, but by the end of the match, Klopp's beautiful brand of football won me over. I've supported the Reds ever since. Hashtag you'll never walk alone. And the Reds and Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool's Rob is where we should mm. start. That was Monday's game. Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool 2. I know we're only a couple of weeks in, yeah. but Liverpool are doing a lot of things really well, Rob. They are. And what impressed me most at Sellers Park, and on the broadcast, Rob, we, we were talking about, we've both played there. Uh, Sellers Park can be, mm. I wouldn't say intimidating, but it, it's got an atmosphere. It's got a feel about it. it, it it's got a closeness and, and proximity to the fans that, that can affect what happens on the pitch. You, you put that at night and, and that that makes it even and worse. And the first so, home game of the a season. first home game of the season. You've got one of the big boys coming down. That's a proper test. Um, you know, and I, I say, outside of the big six clubs, maybe Goodison, Everton Park when it's Rocky, Newcastle when it's for Full House and they've got a decent team. Sellers Park would be in there for me as one of the tough mm. tests. And what I thought about Liverpool was, and the phrase I've, I've used is, Liverpool found a different way to win, not on the front foot. So, yes, they have possession, but generally when, I, when I've seen Liverpool win and play well, it's a front three attacking in the midfield. There was a little bit more control, I thought, about Liverpool. There's a little bit more discipline. The goals come courtesy uh, uh, of a penalty kick that some are saying dubious, I, I felt, and, and you can have your opinion on that. I thought it was, it was a foul by Sacco. The second goal comes courtesy of, of a breakaway, Sadio Mane uh, finishing in style. But I thought there was a control in the management of the game that was very important for Liverpool moving forward. Yeah, firstly, I did think it was a penalty. Um, you're going to see stronger penalties than that. Um, but I thought there was enough contact, a trip. He tripped him. He, there was contact on the leg there where he brought him down. It was the correct call and, and slotted away by James Milner. Do you buy into this salad diving? I know it got a few headlines and I don't know whether it'll grow up. No, no I, I, I don't think it was a dive. Um, I think sometimes when you see it on slow motion, Rob, mm. and a player, it, it, it goes to, it does look, it looks more theatrical and more divey when you see it in slow motion. Yeah. I just, at the time, I thought, wow, he's, he's had a little nibble at him there, Sacco on, on Salah, he's inside the box. I think there was a couple of nibbles mm. and there was contact there. So I thought it was the right call. And of course, it's debatable, but it's no way, if we had VAR in the Premier League, that that would go down as an, a clear, clear and obvious, obvious error. Mm. So, mm. you know, Michael Oliver is a really good uh, referee. Um, I thought get it, got it right. Yeah. So I agree with what you said there, but I'll just, I'll just differ a little bit. I think we have seen Liverpool win on the back foot. I think we know that they can score on counter-attacks. Um, 
I think the difference for me is that that hasn't always been enough because defensively they've not been solid enough to give that foundation for those goals on a counter to win. Mm. I thought the main difference, and I know it's not sexy if you like, and I know that probably people have mentioned it, maybe we have before, but the addition of Allison, who made some good saves, looked super confident, was very casual and, and cool on the ball, made a good save at the free kick, and Virgil van Dijk's start to the season, he looks in brilliant, brilliant Nick physical condition and Joe Gomez 21 years of age he's been in Liverpool for a little while now he knows what Klopp's all about he's played as a fullback but he's a centre back I thought the two of them just brought a solidity and a mm. confidence Rob in mm. the team that you know what yeah we, we didn't manage maybe we didn't keep the ball as well as other teams can keep it yeah. and, and, and to get the three points and maybe they could have got another goal but I just thought I'm not sure Palace are scoring against these guys at the back. And that's something that we haven't seen. No. And that's why we're a little bit more excited. Yeah. Liverpool fans are a bit more excited that this season, they're going to be a much better team. Absolutely agree. And and and, I've, and we both talked about Joe Gomez and, and maybe the opportunity to become the partner for Will Virgil, he, Rob? Virgil van Rob? Is he going to get a run of games, by the way? Uh, or is well, Matip going to... Because Matip was on let, the bench. He's almost ready. Yeah. Uh, let me throw one at you uh, and, and see what you think. Is Joe Gomez good enough? I, so he nullified Christian Benteke, but I got to be honest, I think I could nullify Christian Benteke at the moment. I, I'm so disappointed <laughs> in the big man, I don't even want to go there. Joe Gomez, when you're playing Tottenham and it's Harry Kane, when you're playing Manchester City and it's Aguero, Jesus, and Sane, when you're playing Chelsea and it's Morata and Azard, are you going to get that same level of quality of performance? Because that's a test. Yes, he did great yesterday, and maybe he's a guy to grow into that role. But I'm just wondering against the big teams, when it's going to matter, when you're playing United, when you're playing Spurs and, 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 and Chelsea. I would, say, guy? I would say yes, he is the guy. Okay. And I would also say that he can't be immaculate against some of those brilliant forwards. No. But I'll say that, this... He'll be more consistent and more reliable than some of the others. Certainly Dan Lovren. He made a challenge in the game um, against Palace, Rob. Yeah. I think it was Wilfred Zaha that was going through. Mm. Joe Gomez came across yeah. and cleaned out. We didn't clean him out. He, he, he went to ground. He won the ball. Brilliant piece of defending. He's got pace. Yeah. And, and with, with, with experience and with the coaching of the, of the manager and with Virgil van Dijk alongside. Okay. At the end of the game, Rob, I saw the two of them yeah, yeah. walk off. Mm. Arm in arm, yeah. arms around each other's shoulders. That, that, I, I just... Good sign. I think it's okay. a good sign. And, and not to labour the point, because we'll move on, but after this. So, if he has a dip, do you have to leave him in? Doesn't Jurgen Klopp almost have to leave him in and, and get him through that? You know, we don't want to see Klopp in there. We don't want to see Marty in, in, in If he's going to be the guy, Rob, do, do we not have to sort of say, okay... On you go. A couple. Yeah, I think so. I, I just, we've seen Jurgen Klopp before. He's incredibly loyal to mm, players. Mm. And Alberto Mourinho had yeah. lots of opportunities. Yeah. Another opportunity. The goalkeepers and again, loyal to. Goalkeepers the same. Mm. Now, could he feel with, with Joe Matip that he's had a lot of injuries? He's done nothing wrong, Joel. You're going to mm. go back in the team when you're ready. Or is he going to say, you know what, Joel? Question. And Dayan, mm. this guy, this young kid, Joe Gomez, has, has played really well. Two clean sheets. I would hope it's the latter. And yeah. I hope that, that, that maybe it'll be more than just one mistake and he's hooked out mm. the side because of that loyalty that he normally has. I would just, I just look at the back four. Robertson, 24. Alexander-Arnold, 19. Joe Gomez, 21. Alisson, 25. Yep. Van Dijk, 27. That is a five that could go on and be strong for this team for many years. Yep. And you look at the fixes that Liverpool have had. It's been quite fortunate to him at the way it's fell. 
couple of games, two games, two wins so far. Then got Brighton, Leicester, Spurs, obviously to test Southampton. So it could be there for Liverpool to have a really good start to the season, Rob. And obviously, as ever, expectancy will, will start to grow around Jurgen Klopp and his team. Yeah, and. Uh... You know, he's got to manage that a little bit. But I think performances like this, with the team focusing on every single game mm. and that confidence and the expect- expectation uh, will grow naturally without without them thinking uh, too far ahead. I thought it was really good for Just Just in terms of personnel, and we'll, we'll have a, a quick line on, on Palace after this, just in terms of midfield personnel, mm-hmm. how, how do you kind of see... I mean, Henderson came on today. We saw a bit of him. Fabinho not even involved, not in the squad today. We've got Milner still playing like he's 21 years of age. You've got Lalana to come in. You've got Naby Keita, who was oh. all over the pitch. Looks like he, yeah. he's going to be in addition. Wijnaldum, Oxley chamberlain to come back. I mean... Is it horses for courses? Is that something that will rotate depending on the competitions and rest and form? I think, I think it has to, doesn't it? I mean, there's so many options. So there might there. not be a best three. Do, is, yeah. I suppose what I'm saying is there a best three, or might it be a, well, let's, a, let's, a best let's, rotation? Let's have a little. I mean, in terms of what we might do, mm. I think Naby Keita for me is in it. Yeah. Even early Absolutely. days, yeah, I think he's in it. I mean, we can't we can't really talk about Oxley Chamberlain because he's, no, no, he's too right far now. Out. James Milner's in it. I think James Milner's in it. And then it's then whether you have at the base, you have Wijnaldum, mm. Fabinho or Henderson. Robbie Earl, who are you picking? Jordan Henderson. Fit, <sighs> fit, Jordan Henderson. Uh, I, I kind of like Fabinho. I kind of like no, Fabinho. I, I haven't probably seen enough of Fabinho yeah, to say, know, and, and know. you know, the, the, the level of the game. But I, I think I know what I get from Jordan Henderson if he's fit. Mm. I think. I mean, yeah. there's an argument. Wijnaldum never did a bad job in there, Robin. No. He's mobile. I, I think. I think we know what's going to happen. There's going to be a rotation. Yeah. They've got a lot of games Correct. coming up, and and like you said, in some games it might be three. You know, a certain blend mm. more than another blend. What's What's for sure is the front three pick itself. Yeah. The back four almost picks itself with Joe Gomez, yeah. the new goalkeeper. Midfield is up mm. for debate and up for rotation, absolutely. But but early signs are good. People expected, we expected yeah. big things in Liverpool mm. this season. And I've seen nothing on us the first two games. It's West Ham and it's Crystal Palace. I get that, but uh, I'm pretty impressed yeah. so far. Pretty impressed so far. Two clean sheets as well. Jurgen Klopp would be happy with that. Crystal Palace, reason to be positive, I think, from Palace's point of view. I mean, minute different minute in that, that first half they're going at nil-nil maybe different game in some respects I was a bit disappointed the penalty was given because I thought I want to see how Liverpool are going to yeah, work I, this I really how are they going to break them down mm. Palace well organised yeah. good shape yeah. again and I keep saying about my, 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 my mate up front they were centre forward away from being a decent team this guy has got to do more and I know people may say I'm harsh 35 million dollars Rob he wasn't winning headers he wasn't threatening in behind Wilfred Zaha was up there trying to get into game I mean this is a guy who's supposed to be your main centre forward I don't forward. know Rob I, I, tell you, I just think you're a bit harsh in this game I know because I thought the two centre backs we both agreed played really yeah, well against yeah. him this is a game that for the most part let's be honest about it I think it was about 70% possession for Liverpool so your front players Zaha and Benteke mm. aren't going to get a lot of activity in the match when it goes up Absolutely. to them they've got a, a difficult job to keep hold of the ball I'm not dis- totally disagreeing with you but I think let, let, give 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 these two particularly Benteke no, a little I'm bit not, more time I, I, I'm only going based on what I saw last season pre-season and start season he, turned, he, he picked a ball up 30 yards from goal, turned inside on his right foot and hit a shot <laughs> that nearly took out the corner flag. And I'm saying, really, Christian? Come on, we need a little bit more. There's a good centre forward in there. I don't know what buttons you've got to push to get him out, but mm. somehow Roy Hodgson's got to find a way. No, he's doing a brilliant job. I thought yeah. the, the narrow yeah. 4-4-2 was mm. interesting. Liverpool struggled with that. 
I mm. thought, for, for large periods. They've got enough quality and pace with Townsend, and, and Schlupp thought did okay. Mamadou Sako gave the penalty away, but in general, yeah. he's a good defender. Him and Tompkins, yeah. Aaron Wambazaka and uh, yeah. Van Alnott are good mm. attack-minded fullbacks. Wayne Hennessy had a decent game. Roy Hodgson's done a brilliant job. Talk and about maybe, the bench job as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Max Strength Meyer. now. Yeah, Max Meyer is, mm. a, is, a, is, a, interesting. is an interesting mm. pickup. I mean, a guy that's a German international yeah. was, was expected to do great things. He's, he hasn't quite done that, but at 22 years of age for free, that's great business. Um, Czech Coyote. West Ham yeah. midfield player. Yeah. We'll I just think a that's bit, a really good sign. Yeah, we'll bring a bit of steel in there yeah, when you need it. Maybe MacArthur legs. with legs, change yeah. the shape a little bit. Yeah, and Jordan Ayew. I think backup he's a live he's a backup striker for yeah. your man Christian Benteke. So I don't expect him to be in a relegation fight. Mm. Um, and and it's a long way to go. I think they're going to be absolutely fine. 4 4 2 is Roy's, we know he likes to play that. Uh, and and, and not unlucky today, but it was a good performance. Yeah, it was a good performance. They can yeah. take something out, out of that defeat. Let's move on. To a team who, hmm, not have got so many positives coming out of the second game of the season. Manchester United go away to Brighton and Hove Albion. Having won the first game against Leicester, we feel that Paul Pogba's being made captain. We feel that Paul Pogba's now a little bit happy, although he said last week, a little bit provocatively, if he said everything that he wanted to say, he'd have been fined. Then we saw, Rob, I thought, a quite alarming um, performance at Brighton which the 3-2 scoreline actually flatters Manchester United uh, and not Brighton. And, well, let's listen to what Paul Pogba, the captain, had to say about his team's performance. The attitude that we had today is something we deserve to win. They had more anger than us, and I think they show in the, in the pitch. Then I, I put myself first that the, my attitude wasn't right enough. Uh, keep trying, keep pushing, and it's going to be a big lesson for, for us. Wow. To say that your attitude is not right and the player's attitude is not right, in some ways, right, I don't think it gets much worse than that. You can say you had, we had bad who's that, games. Who's that a slight on then? Well, it's them themselves. The club, the, the players. The players themselves, their attitudes aren't right. Now, I know that Mourinho's going to get, and we'll talk about him, and I know he's going to get mm. the, the forefront of this. Um, but for a player to say my attitude wasn't right into a game week two of a new Premier League season is a bit astonishing to me, Rob. Mm. Being lucky enough to play at that football club <laughs> in front of mm. those fans uh, when they're playing at Old Trafford, and this was away from home, but but even yeah. so, to put on that shirt and basically say afterwards they were hungrier than us, mm. their attitude was bad, That that's just a, a real worry in, in terms of himself as a player and, and the group as a whole, which brings into question yeah. loads of questions, Rob, yeah, about Mourinho. Are they playing which, for him? Has he lost a dressing room? The players, the <clears> manager. If, there was a time, and you've just hinted on it, where to put on that red shirt at Manchester United used to inspire people. It almost like it's inhibiting people now. People are playing a, fr- a, fractured, uh, of this, a fraction of them, of them two selves. And... Jose Mourinho also said something after the game that, that was alarming to me. When he said at 3-1 at half-time, the confidence had gone out of his team. The confidence had gone out. Mm. So basically, at 3-1 away to Brighton, My- Manchester United are almost saying that we're not sure if we can win this game. Put Liverpool 3-1 down at, at, at Brighton. Put Manchester City 3-1 down at Brighton. Put Spurs 3-1 down at Brighton. I'd be putting money they'll win this game or at least get a draw. Rebecca Lowe asked me during the broadcast at half-time, do, do Manchester United get back in the game? And quite 
comfortably, I said no. Mm. Manchester United are not a team that look like they can get on the front foot with all the possession, they had 70% possession, create chances, make chances and, and overwork a goalkeeper. I thought what Jose was correct in saying that they made big mistakes. Yeah, they did make absolutely. big mistakes. And I want to I make sure that, we, like, that I get this point across as well. Yeah. I did the commentary from Old Trafford against mm. Leicester City. And that stadium and myself in commentary and lots of other pundits and former players agreed that Victor Lindelof and Eric Bailly were excellent in that match. Okay, to a point yeah. where Rio Ferdinand, a Man United legend, afterwards said, tweeted out, wow, those two were really, really good. They're going to be the, 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 the partnership going forward. Okay. You go forward a week, Rob, yeah. and everybody now is ridiculing these two players. Yeah. And I tell you what, I get it. Eric Bailly, for me, had a disaster. Yeah. Had a nightmare of a game. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, and those mistakes sometimes happen in matches. More alarming for me is the second half where they're 3-1 down, they got subs that came on at the start, and they did nothing. They didn't lay okay. a glove on, on, on Brighton in the second half to mm. come back into the game. That is more worrying for me than the mistakes that were made in the first okay, half. Okay, let, let, let's go back and redress the, the defending first part, because I know you, you, you're quite strong on this. Bayern Lindelof, as you said, out, were excellent in the yeah. first day against Leicester. Jose Mourinho's bought both of these players for $100 million. Yeah. I've said for a year, and we can go back and look at the records, Manchester United haven't got a centre-back pairing. Bailly and Lindelof can have a good day this week. Next week, they'll have a bad day. You, you interchange Smalling and Jones with any one of two. Make any combination of those four centre-backs on a season-long basis, they're not good enough. I don't think I'd challenge that statement. Go on. Is that last season, United had the second-best defensive record in the Premier League behind oh, uh, City by one goal. Ab- absolutely okay. This, this team, Rob, the way Jose Mourinho wants to play, with those four centre-backs, I guarantee you cannot win so yeah, but, 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 but defensively, last season, over the course of 38, they didn't, it wasn't horrific. It they wasn't, need more it, goals. It, it they horri- need more it, goals. It wasn't horrific, but half the reason why they're not conceding goals is he's got the, back, the, mid, the midfield four sitting in front of him, protecting and making no space. You can't play it like an attacking team with, with Mourinho's team. Mm. He's got so much protection around him. I could play centre-back with Matic and... So you're Bob saying that with, with better centre-backs, he'll let the reins off. A little bit those... more because he can be trust, trustful of what he's got, like he had with John Terry and, and Carvalho and, and Gallus and people of that ilk. These players are not that responsible, responsible, are not that sure and safe and trustworthy that as a midfield player, you can go on and do your stuff. Are we going to find out on Monday what's going to go on with this football club? Are we going to find out what the atmosphere is like in the stadium with the fans? I, I think that this game is huge for and Jose the, And the reaction huge of the players whose Mourinho. attitudes weren't right at the weekend. Are we going to see... A better, huge. A more energy from the from the yeah, players, and I, and I've got a couple, a couple of things that I need to throw at you. First of all, and this is a little bit tongue in cheek, it's almost like Manchester United could do with a Friday night game, something to come quickly to get the attention and play again. It's actually the last game of the weekend, so mm. not that it's a, it's a huge thing at the moment, but some teams could be nine points, and United could be on be on three by the time Monday night comes. Here's, here's my point, Robbie Musto, and, and I want you to, to try to bear with me and then, and then give me a sense of where you are. I'm getting the sense, reading stuff, feeling stuff, just looking and body language and all this stuff, that he's losing the dressing room. And it's a phrase I don't particularly like because I think people outside of football sometimes bandy that around and don't understand what it means. But I look at that dressing room and I'm saying now, let, let's just say the scenario is... Edward would decide I want to I get the temperature of the dressing room. I'm going to put out a secret poll. 
The manager will never know. <laughs> the manager will never know about it. <laughs> Secret, Secret poll. Jose, yes or no? How, how does how does that tip? On, on that basis, in my opinion, if if you are saying to Luxor, taking him away somewhere, Luxor really, yes or no? Anthony Martial. Yeah, that's a no. Rashford. Yes or no? Baye. That's a yes. Smalling. Just bombed him out, by the way. Jones. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, maybes, yeah, maybes. Yeah. But which is, you know, why? Because they're happy to be Manchester United players. Because in other areas, they wouldn't be in the team. Mm. Um, who else have we got? Pogba, Paul Pogba, your captain. Oh, he loves Jose. That's gonna. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I all I'm starting to say is it's starting to tip a little bit. Anything, Rob? I mean, there's been and lots of teams and managers yeah, that, that are tough to like. It's not a popularity thing, and you don't no, have to like managers. Right. Lee Dixon told us that, you know. George Graham wasn't somebody you necessarily liked. You respected and he won trophies. And I'm not necessarily saying that's the most important thing. I'm just trying to give an illustration of what losing the dressing room could be like in terms of is there starting to be a growing number? And, it, and four can be a growing number that are starting to not be behind the manager and realise and recognise that not, not that you don't give a performance because you're professional, you go out and you play. I'm just wondering if, if it's a first sign of what happened at Chelsea... Are we starting to see at Manchester United? I'm, I'm, I, I can't disagree strongly that this is not the beginning of the end for Jose Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a week two with some of his key guys coming back, and Lukaku mm. of course started, and, and Nemanja Matic may be okay for Monday's game. Yeah. When you get a few of those guys back, you know, is there a strong performance for, uh, for them um, mm. against Spurs at home on Monday? Could he get it back on track? I remember when we opened the shows last weekend, Rob, I said that the biggest question at Old Trafford was, can Jose Mourinho yeah. get this thing back mm. on track? Correct. They win against Leicester City and like, yeah. well, that's kind of on the way to going mm. back and now totally derailed again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, obviously the next two or three games are going to be incredibly crucial mm. to the future of this guy. Remember, January, he signed a new contract to keep him going to 2020. Yeah. January. Mm. I mean, that's not many months later. The disappointing window, the miserable Mourinho pre-season, of course, has added yeah. to this, this kind of, this, this, this hot pot of things of why it could go off the rails again and stay off the rails. But I, I'm still, I, I, I still think, let's just give it another couple, Listen, two or three I, weeks. I, I'm with you. I just got one more, because you know me and Jose and... and, and not another is, poll. Is it, it, no, I, I've won the poll. He's not going to be president. He's not got enough votes. <laughs> we stayed up in Manchester in the hotel when we were over in the UK, and, and that's what our base that we go and do games from Northwest in likewise. Is it okay that Manchester, Man, Manchester United's manager is still in a hotel two years into his reign, into his third season? No, that doesn't affect football. No, that doesn't. Is that, is that okay? Listen, Robbie. No, right? I'm asking you a question because I'm just saying if you think it's okay, that's okay. No, I don't think it's okay. I, I think it's the, the preferred situation is that he gets his own place, his family moves with him, and he, and, he, and he commits to the area. Okay. I just, you know, just on a bigger picture, Rob, right? Mm. And this isn't, you know, we, we, we can disagree with each other, yeah. and there's no meanness in this, no, right? No. But let me say this when he got appointed, yeah. I said, I don't like this appointment, Correct. right? And you you said, you know what? He's a winner. I like it. It's going to work out. Correct. You, you, you've you really changed your tune. It's almost like now, Rob, I'm like, you know what? Let's just calm down a little bit. Let's give him another two or three weeks. Correct. And you're really sounding no, strong no, 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 that no. this guy is not the right man and, and it's the beginning of the end. What, so much has changed. I, I, I'm What I'm trying to do is, is measure the public opinion. That, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm yeah, saying, you asked me, no, you, and I'll answer your question. You said to me, 
you didn't fancy him. And I said, he's a right man for the job because he'll win silverware. If he wins silverware, it, it, it becomes less of a problem about style. As soon as his, the style doesn't go, and then as soon as he starts losing players, we'll get Chelsea. And that's where I think we're going. Now, I heard a radio poll this week of fans, Manchester United fans, saying, why is our manager still in a hotel? And so I'm asking you the question, because Manchester United fans are saying they live in the area of, they go to games, some, we, we saw fans sitting in the thing. Why is their manager still in a hotel? Is, th- that, is that a problem? Now, it, I'm saying... It's not it, ideal. It, it's not a horrific problem, but no. it does smack off. But this fans, could be temporary. Yeah, I'm a project guy. Fans are answer, asking that question. So we have to mirror that in our conversations. I would say to that, it's not ideal. But it's not the end of the world. It's, it's not, not the end. Of the world. Indi- and if he's winning games, nobody that asks that question. But yeah, as yeah. soon as they they're not winning games, as soon as people want to look at him, my my point when Arlo White asked me about will Jose Mourinho be here at the end of the season, I said, I don't think he'll be here by December. The reason I say why is if he starts going bad for Jose, he'll be out like a shot. They will get him out, or he'll be out like a shot. So that won't. This won't last till May. If he gets to May, he'll stay on. If he get, if it's going to happen, I think it happens before the, mm. the, the January window. I, I, for me, the most, the most, uh, the strongest possibility, and of course, this is just a gut feeling that he does get him back on track a little bit, and they do kind of keep going fine. through, and then towards the end, and, and, and you know. We can't get into caretakers and who who the heck takes over next. But I still think he he maybe limps in the second half of the season and then they, they, they find a replacement in the summer. Now, I uh, you've got a great chance of being correct that it could be before December. There'll probably be a caretaker manager, I would think, that, that keeps them going to the summer and then they have to try and find somebody else. But, you know, it is week two. It's a big game at Old Trafford against Spurs. We're going to come and do a podcast afterwards, mate, and we're going to continue this mm. fascinating, fascinating story of a giant of a football club, mm. a giant of a manager that's been incredibly successful, and yet the two don't seem to be gelling very well at the moment, and it's all culminating in players that are unhappy and not putting in the right effort or attitude for the manager. Let's go to the blue side of the, the oh. city. Where players are happy, oh, where the manager's doing his thing, where they score six goals against a team who are packing yeah. it in. Six that could have been ten, created chances, had possession, had movement, looks a happy camp. I mean, people have questioned whether Kevin De Bruyne got the injury last week and people just thought, ooh, is this a, is this the first kind of backward step for City? Is this, is this a little chink in their armour? What does he go and do? Puts out a team that, that rests Walker, that rests Sterling, sure. that has uh, Sane on the bench. Yeah. Puts out a team that, that destroys Huddersfield, just playing on, on, a, on a whole different, different field than them. Yeah. I think the key things for me, three defenders, no other defenders. Ben- Benjamin Mendy was playing left wing and Bernardo Silva was playing right wing. And you had, and he didn't always do this last year, Rob, and I think this is where he's learned and changed a little bit. And he told us about that when we sat down with him before the season. Um, Jesus with Aguero as a front two mm-hmm. that, you know what, let's not make, waste any time here. We need, we need strikers. We need goals. Yep. We need players up there to occupy, to get in between those defenders of Huddersfield. And it worked out fantastically well. And, and, and this is the thing that, again, he said to us, you know, what I have worked on and thought about is how to find a way, a solution when teams play so deep that the strikers mm-hmm. are coming back into midfield to get on my playmaking yeah. guys. And it was that, I think we saw a little bit of that. Two up front. Yeah. High, yeah, only three defenders. Like, there's nobody yeah. else. I mean, Fernandinho will sit a little bit, but yeah, very impressive. When those early goals come, and it took them 26 minutes yeah. to be fair, yeah. um, and Edison's ball the first, out. The first was, goal for Aguero. 
It was like, you know, we saw, the, we saw that goal from behind. Yeah. It was, it reminded me, right, and of course we're in the US now, yeah. it reminded me of a quarterback yeah. in Edison. Brady, the, he yeah. stepped back from the, the huddle mm. thing or whatever it is, yeah. the, the, it, and he's looked up the field and he saw this run. Come on, be a bit more technical. Uh, sorry, the what's, the, what's the runners? The, the, the receiving guys. <laughs> receiving? He makes a run across Aguero, and then the ball is thrown in this place. It was I mean, we're not doing the NFL very, very much. I know, I, here, th- but, I think yeah. I could work in the NFL, but <laughs> anyway, so he, he, he pings it into the space. Aguero gets onto the end of it takes on his man and chips I mean it was just a remarkable mm. play mm. and a, just an indication of what Edison the goalkeeper can do yeah it's so much variety so much passion I'm going to single out a couple of people in what was yeah, a very much a, a team should. performance Sergio Aguero Con Aguero back on his form keep hearing things out of that football club Rob about he's had a little bit of knee surgery he's cleared it up we went over there Brian Kidd who's an old friend for, from the past holders that he looked sharper and, 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 and more focused than they've seen him for a while Pep Guardiola mentioned it in his press conference yesterday that at his best, he's doing everything in his game. He's got a real spring in his step. Three more goals, uh, nine Premier League hat-tricks at the moment. Record goal scorer, looks right on the money. And that's, and that's incredibly positive mm. for, for uh, 30 years uh, for of them. age. And also, by the way, we should mention that this knee issue that he's had is almost more than a year now. Yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of you guys out there, my kids love it, the fantasy. Mm. And maybe you've got your teams now. Sergio Aguero is right in the running for Golden Boot. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he hasn't played the yeah, amount of games yeah. before, but he is right in the running this season with the way that he's, he's feeling, he's looking, scoring goals, he's hungry, he's in great shape. Yeah. That's a big reason. I'll throw another one at you, Benjamin Mendy. Benjamin Mendy, Robbie Earl. The monster. He was involved in <laughs> at least three goals I can remember right now with those crosses. I mean, energy, something different. Two players in one. <sighs> Powerful left-back attacking winger. Yeah. yeah. That, that, so another reason why City, in some ways, could be better than last season. Left-back position was, was kind of filled by two or three players, um, but I thought he was excellent. So one more in, into the hat. Merlin, the magician, David oh. Silver. I mean, how good was he for the first 30 minutes when Manchester City were, were probing and trying to find a way through? Just how good was, was David Silver, by the way? And we know he's had some issues with a premature baby who he brought to the game yesterday. A lot of players have tweeted out, after that, that, that victory was, was for his son. Mm. I mean, just an exceptional international. When I looked at him, Rob, yesterday, and, and it was something we didn't get time to, to speak about, is that in an era of the Mendy type, you're big, muscular, powerful athletes, this guy's an outlier. Yeah. He, 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 he's, he looks about nine stone. He's got big feet for, for a small guy. His feet are really big. We were I'm thinking, and yeah, and yeah, he's got a touch of an angel. He's, he's got one, he's lovely one of the... creativity. The the free kick goal was, was, was yeah. and itself was worth the admission. I mean, he's got to be one of my favourite mm. Premier League players of all time. Yeah, is that mm. you know Pure consistent football, yeah. and technical and uh, with an attitude that's immaculate as well. And, and, you know, what a game he had. And yeah. final one I want to throw at you, Bernardo Silva. So, 23-year-old mm. Portuguese player. That I, I, I mean, he has got such a great touch. And he manoeuvres the ball out of trouble. Yeah. Brilliant decision-making. Great through balls. Got a bit of an eye for goal as well. He is going to be, yeah. I guess, the next David Silva, Robbie, where he goes from a wide position mm-hmm. to a central position, the number eight, you know, like a... So, at the moment, it's David Silva and, and Kevin De Bruyne. He can come into that position and play that role as well, Bernardo mm-hmm. Silva. So it is only Huddersfield. Yeah. It is only week two, and we shouldn't get too carried away. No. But it's kind of fun to watch a brilliant team that's <laughs> grooved and wants to attack all the time and play some very, very silky soccer 
That was fun to watch. Yeah, if there was a little bit of negativity around the Etihad on Sunday, it was all to do with this, this documentary that's out there, All or Nothing, following Manchester City last season behind the scenes. And th- there appears to be some kind of negative words being said towards Manchester United and certainly Jose Mourinho in the way and style that he played. And Mourinho came out and said that it was disrespectful that, that they didn't show any class in, in the documentary. Pep Guardiola had this to say in response to Jose's words. Josie Mourinho's accused your club, Manchester City, of um, lacking class um, with regard to the new documentary. That's true, you cannot buy class. I'm agree with him, with Jose. We cannot buy class. I'm not agree with Jose in, in terms of re- disrespectful because I think this was not our intention. It's just to filming what happened last season. You know what? I don't think there was, there was that much disrespect. I, I thought it was a little unnecessary, Rob, because yeah. I, I watched the first three or yeah. four now, and it's brilliant, by the way, as well, this documentary. I mean, it's it's amazing the access you're getting from big games that we remember, and you're like, wow, this is him in the dressing room afterwards, after that loss or whatever it was. So it's great, great, great. I just thought it was a little unnecessary mm. in number one to, to talk about, and Manchester City go there with their attacking, free-flowing style against Jose Mourinho's Park the Bus. Mm. And, they, and it was again and again. And then they had a song. The fans are singing, and it's subtitle. And all the um, the lyrics are are, are are on the bottom of the song. You know, uh, park the bus, park the bus. It's Mourinho's way, type of thing. Mm. I just thought it was a little bit. That's in the one. Yeah. And then the second one about, of course, Kevin De Bruyne, wasn't it? Well, it might yeah, be the other way around. But Kevin De Bruyne, you know, again, footage of him disrespecting De Bruyne and basically saying that you know I don't really want him. He's not doing that, this, that, and the other. I just thought he rubbed the noses a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, in the faces a little bit united with yeah. that those two situations. Not a big thing, mm. but I just thought a little unnecessary. Yeah, and and, and generally Manchester have been a class outfit certainly uh, since since money's come in. Certainly since Pep Guardiola's been there, just felt you know concentrate on yourself, show us about yourself. There's so much to admire with the football, with the manager, with the setup, with yeah. the facilities. Don't really need to go down down that. And, and, and also, as as um, lots of people have pointed out. I mean, Mourinho's, it's tough for him to talk about class with some of the things that you could, we yeah. could pull up in his yeah. past, what he's done that hasn't been particularly classy. But in this particular situation, yeah. I thought he had somewhat of a point. Um, but I think, thankfully, it's just going to blow over, Rob. Yeah. Until November, the Manchester Derby, then I'm sure oh, both yeah. of them will, will be bringing it up a little bit. Hmm. Let's, let's chug it forward, mate, because next weekend, well, next Monday, we have got a super game coming up. Manchester United at home to Tottenham Hotspur. Hmm. You've talked about it. It's going to be a real kind of chance to to take the temperature of Manchester United in terms of the football club, the fans, the players, Jose Mourinho. It will all be played out in the press. How do you see that one Monday night? I see it being the biggest game for Jose Mourinho at Manchester United. Mm. I see it being an absolutely huge game. I expect a reaction from the team. Mm. That's what I expect. You talked earlier about professional players doing the right thing. Well, we're going to learn a lot. I think... the odd game, like this this weekend's game, you know, they could get let their guard fall. And like, you know, they're not really the, playing for the manager. But now the spotlight's mm. on them. Yeah. They've got, they got to play for whoever they're going to play for, whether it's mm. a manager or not. Yeah. They've got to put a performance in. Um, and, I, and I think it'll be much it, better performance. Is it one of those where you don't even think about if they don't? Yeah, don't even think about it. <laughs> they, they will. They're going to put a lot more effort in, Rob. Okay. Now, if the result goes against them... Yeah. <laughs> Then, then, then there's problems again. But even if the attitude's right and they mm. lose, that's Which is not possible. Go by the way, well. to a Spurs team who you yeah. know two wins in Getting two, better. got Elderell back into the team, played with the back three. You know, sense that maybe Poch is managing that. Words from Harry Kane you mentioned earlier today in the broadcast. Harry yeah. Kane's kind of come out, and I really like what he said. Is by the way, 
We're a little bit more, you know, we're ready now. We're We've got an experienced goalkeeper won, won the World Cup. Centre-backs in the semi-finals. We're all at an age now where we've played a number of games. Yeah. Time to win. So they're going to Manchester United with a bit of confidence, I think with a bit of steel in the belly, maybe wanting to prove one or two people that, you know, they're not the sort of pushovers or things don't go wrong when, when, a, when a hump comes in the way. I mean, that's a think great thing with this league. Every weekend, there's something that's fascinating yeah. to watch. We had a brilliant game with Chelsea and Arsenal. It's a really difficult game to call, given what we've yeah, seen yeah. but what we know is that players that played in the World Cup <clears throat> have mostly been rotated out and in a little mm. bit it's nice Rob that I think both sets of players I know they're not perfectly fit in terms of the health of the squads they're going to be kind of getting right, up to right. speed now yeah, I always yeah. thought like two or three games mm. in Rob I, 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 in the Premier League for me I started to feel at it yeah, and ready and this is a mm. good time for these two to meet it'd be a fascinating match in, I, I think it's one of them where if it's an open game, if it becomes basketball style end to end, I think that's it Spurs. I think it's about how United can control Spurs and nullify some of their threats to get their own game going. Is it going to be? Well, I'll tell you I think it's going to be. I'll get your reaction. Classic Jose. Yeah. It's Defend, the only way he wins it. Counter-attack. We'll wait. We're going to suck you. We're going to invite it. you on and we're going to, we're going to punish you on a counter-attack. Right now, his attacking players aren't playing as well as he would like. So he's not got that threat. Lingard still needs a couple more games. Well, he might be ready to play now. Yeah, exactly. Rashford didn't look great when he came Matter on. Matter won't play. Matter won't, won't play. play. Lukaku could probably be better for having the run out against Brighton. But yeah. he needs those guys to spark and he needs those to come good. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. But that's it from us, mate, on match day two of the Premier League. Now we want to hear from your listeners. First, we'd, we'd love you to rate the show by downloading the Two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. And for this week's review, it's a special one. We want to know who's most to blame for the state of Manchester United. Is it A, the players? Is it B, Ed Woodward? Is it C, Josie Mourinho? Or is it something else that's going on at Old Trafford? Let us know and we'll read out the best couple of responses on our next podcast. So, on a weekend when City again set the tone for the rest of the league, I'm Earl, he's Musto. Together with the two Robbies, thanks for listening and bye for now. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.